Radio Primavera Sound at Primavera LA with support from Cupra. Welcome to Radio Primavera Sound from Primavera Sound LA. My name is Ben Cardew and I have for you an interview with Camilo Medina, Javier Forrero, Guillermo Rodriguez Torres and Pierce Codina, aka Divino Nino, a band from Chicago who basically sounds like the future of music, mixing R&B, reggaeton, indie pop, hip-hop, psychedelia, and a hefty dose of sunshine. Their new album, Last Spar on Earth, is released in September 2022, and we talk about that among many other things. So we're here with Divino Nino, who just became the first band to play Primavera LA. Um, could I ask you just to introduce yourselves briefly? Hey, my name is Camilo, and I play guitar and sing. My name is Javier, I play bass and sing as well. My name is Guillermo, I play guitar and sing. JV, I play keys. Paco, I play drums. Thank you. Um, and Guillermo has brought along a book, Isabella the Warrior Queen, which is impressive. And the rest have just got booze, I think. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, you... I was just saying, you just opened uh, Primavera Sound LA. Um, I can say you're the first band that ever played Primavera LA. There was a, a DJ duo on 50 minutes before you, but they weren't a band. Um, how did it go? I thought it went really well. I mean, uh, we're still getting used to like the new kind of vibe that we're doing, and uh, but I thought we did really well. Like I had a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, being the first band, I sort of set my expectations to not a whole lot of people and uh, it exceeded my expectations and the crowd was super cool. One thing that really blew me away about you was you've got three singers, three front people. Like, how does how does that work? Because like, you know, singers are often, you know, they like to be the, the main person in the band. You know what I mean? How does it work with three of you? Uh, yeah, um, I think, so, uh, Cammy's very, I think he's got that charismatic thing. I think the three of us have a different vibes, and I think we should, we always strive to kind of compliment each other, and uh, I think, yeah, I mean, we, we, we deal with egos pretty nicely, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just like uh, like playing volleyball, which, you know, I don't really play, but, you know, you set up your homie and, like, watch him spike it, and I, I feel like that dynamic sort of helps yeah, out and it's pretty fun to play with. And I'm fascinated by the way that the band sounds, um, and there are many ways in which I could try to describe it, but it'd be easier to ask you. So how do you describe what you do? Uh, I think eclectic. Uh, graffiti, um, yeah. We just like we we like we just like listen. We just do whatever we like like to doing and like the sounds that we like. I think that's the best to describe it. Um, and if you got if you ask for specifics, then I would have to give you like a lot of genres. I don't know. <laughs> uh, controlled chaos. <laughs> do you think that like I, I've got a theory that this is basically the way um, music is going, that, you know, it's going to be, um, every, you know, all the kind of genres getting mixed up as people's kind of tastes get more, more open. Do you agree? I mean, do you think this is the way things are? I, I didn't hear that. <laughs> are you kind of, I'm trying to 
think of a way of calling you like what you do, like the future of how music is going to go without, you know, putting too much expectation on it. Do you think this kind of genre free thing is, is the way things are going to go? I think so. I think um, less and less people are identifying, like their identity is tied to a single genre, whereas before you would have like goth kids, metal kids, rap kids, whatever. Now it seems like because of playlisting, everyone is listening to everything, which I really love because uh, those barriers are kind of bullshit anyways. Normally people like a bunch of music, so yes. Your new album, Last Spar on Earth, is out in September. Um, did you have like a specific goal with it when you started making it? Goal. I think the goal came as like we were like listening to all the 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 work and the music that we were making and then I think the goal became I think one time we just like we're at a cabin did some LSD started raining and then we took out this blanket and we had like uh spray uh, uh um what do you call it uh spray paint. spray paint and we just like started graffiti and it was like very collaborative and I remember like Camilo, like looking at the the thing that we made, and he was like, "I think this is gonna pay my student loans." <laughs> Has it paid your student loans? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you, I, I was reading that when you were making this album, you became more interested in sampling and beat making, right? Where did that come from? The beat making? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we couldn't meet, and so. It was like during lockdown where we started the writing for this process and uh, we all kind of were just like, we still want to make music. And so I know we couldn't meet and like, there's a lot, there was a lot of anxiety in the world and we were just like, fuck it. We have so much time on our hands. So it's like, it's, you know, let's just like make, let's learn how to produce music. And so like a lot of us were sharing files and it was, that was where the collaboration came from. So would it have been very different sounding like if COVID hadn't happened and you had been all together? For sure. I mean, what, what, like now that you can meet and you can sort of be together, are you writing very different things? Yeah, uh, I mean, we've been on the road, but yes, we were thinking about everything because now we can incorporate all the things that we've learned and now we get to be with each other and jam these songs and, and basically be a hybrid between electronic music and like a live band. And so, yeah, I feel like the new music is going to be more like blended in, if that makes any sense. You're from Chicago, which is a really big city for, for electronic music, for house music, things like that. Um, do you, did that influence come through like Chicago house, things like that? I think it did, but like uh, unbeknownst to us, I think we were being influenced by house and some industrial stuff, but I don't think we really knew the history. I don't feel like we really knew that it actually came from Chicago until later, and then we realized it. it's pretty cool. I gotta say, I'm fascinated by Chicago, because I've never been there, um, but for someone like me who loves kind of that, that kind of music, it's a like, legendary place. Um, what is it like as, as a town for music? Um, it's really cool, because I mean, some of us come from Miami originally and like the Miami at the time, the scene felt kind of small and Chicago's is big enough for it to be really diverse, but not big enough for it to feel maybe like New York and LA feels like everyone is like making music and art. Like Chicago is the nice, 
it's a nice size for it feel more like bands are trying to help each other out there's a nice musician community there which is pretty sick I think I said this before but to me um, your music sounds very LA do you agree I mean does it sound very Chicago what do you think Yeah, I mean, we, we've gotten that a lot. I think it's like laid back. It's got moments where it's just like, you know, you can just like, like today when I was like listening to like our intro track and I was just like getting that breeze and I see the palm trees. I was just like, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I think, you know, like I would eventually want to try living here for a minute. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely influenced by West Coast stuff. Tell me about the video for Equis Um, It's quite an amazing video. It's quite eye-opening. Um, how did it come about? <laughs> um, we uh, have been following this artist, Ambar Navarro, for a while. And like uh, she's from L.A. And we wanted to collaborate for, with, with them for a while. And... Finally came the time where like we reached out and, and she was like, let's do it. And we got on a couple of like calls and uh, yeah, we started like shooting ideas for what we, you know, what the song meant, uh, different films that we wanted to like replicate or like kind of have like a, an influence on. And uh, yeah, it was like, that's how it came about. And like, we just hashed it out. And I love Ambar, like she did a great job. For anyone who hasn't seen it, the video is basically there's a church service happening and then it starts going uh, quite a bit not safe for work. W was there ever a moment when you thought like, oh my God, we're going to get killed for this? <laughs> we're going to get what? Killed. Uh, yeah, before it came out, my mom called me and she said to not release it because she didn't really like it. <laughs> But honestly, the video is kind of, I know, you know, I don't know, it has some religious imagery and like some images of like ass and stuff. But like, I feel like it's, it's kind of cute and kind of funny and lighthearted. It doesn't feel that serious to me, honestly. Yeah. Also, uh, we rented, just for the record, we rented the church from a priest. Uh, and it's a real church. And he was there the whole time. So, you know, we got their blessing. Hang on, you got the priest's blessing? That is correct, sir. Yeah. <laughs> If anyone has ever uh, got a thing for nuns, then I, I really, really recommend <laughs> that video. But do I remember, like, am I right in saying that two of you or some of you come from like quite religious backgrounds? Uh, yeah, me and Cam uh, kind of like were in this kind of cultish Christian church uh, where like we couldn't listen to music that wasn't Christian. We basically had to like recruit, it was like a pyramid scheme in a way. And we were there for like, I don't know, like five years. I don't know. It was a long time. But uh, yeah, then we got out of it and the world was like open and it felt so free. <laughs> I wonder if that, is that sort of reflected in your music going from something that's very restricted? Because your music's very free. Do you think it is you kind of just rejected it and totally kicked back against it? Yeah, it probably took a while. I think like, um, I think that the freeness maybe... I feel like it may come a little bit less from our religious restriction where we were when we were younger. And it might come a little bit more from just like in the during the pandemic, just us realizing that, I don't know, we didn't need to fit a specific mold in the Chicago scene, maybe. I feel like at least 
the way I feel this, because I also feel really free with our, our current direction musically. But I don't know if it's that crazy related to our religious upbringing. Well, I know it's only the first day um, and you were the first band playing, but what do you make of Primavera LA so far? Oh, it's a sick lineup in a sick spot. Um, I really like when festivals ha are diverse and they take some chances. And I think that this one's not like, uh, a lot of times there's festivals where it's like the same people play it every year or the same people play different festivals, but it's like, there's like this festival band thing. And I think on this one, it seems like they went outside of that, which is really dope. Who do you want to see then? Oh, I want to see Clara. I want to see Shy Girl. I want to see Pink Panthers. Uh, I want to see Bad Girl. I want to see Nine Inch Nails. I want to see Lord, Mitski, Arca. Uh, I'm probably going to be able to see like uh, one third of those, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I got to ask because Bad Girl's a, you know, Catlan artist. Um, how do you know Bad Girl? Is she. Uh, our friend showed us a track. They were just like, this is what's happening in uh, Spain. But, and we uh, listened to Fiebre, you know, that track. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like, that's how everybody knows that track. And, and I think we were on mushrooms or something in the park and it was just fucking incredible. I was blown away. That's how we know about Bargal. So your album was inspired by Acid and you listened to Bad Girl, um yeah. on mushrooms in the park. Like how, what, what's, the best way to listen to your music? Narcotic or otherwise? <laughs> Give it to the guy with the weed man. <laughs> Probably with a little bit of ketamine. <laughs> so you can disassociate. So you can disassociate. <laughs> That's <Ketamine> lovely. <laughs> ketamine and rebel. Lovely, lovely combination. Look, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Um, Thank you so much, um, and I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.